0: Welcome to another edition of Dental Soundbites. This is Dr. Bill Griffin, the Vice President for Dental Ministries with the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to interview some wonderful dentists with great stories to tell, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. But it's been pretty rare to hear from students, and today's episode will enable us to delve into the lives of two wonderful student leaders for CMDA. Caroline Miller from the University of Texas Houston School of Dentistry and Tanner Swanson who attends Colorado University School of Dentistry. My travels across the country have allowed me to meet and share a meal with each of them in person and today they will join me remotely. Here's a bit of biographical information to help you begin to get to know them. Caroline Miller describes herself as a non-traditional dental student where in my spare time, I ride horses, spend time with my husband and stay involved in CMDA. Between graduating from Southern Arkansas University and attending the University of Texas School of Dentistry, I worked as an RDA and in various front office positions. Today, I enjoy showing God's love to my patients and classmates through prayer, words of spiritual encouragement and loving care. And our second guest, Tanner Swanson. Tanner Swanson, or TJ, is a third-year dental student at the University of Colorado School of Dental Medicine. He and his wife are eagerly awaiting the arrival of their first child. TJ's hobbies and passions include reading books about God and His creation, giving and receiving love through his local church, and enjoying a high-intensity game of tennis or pickleball when time allows. He strives to make the answer to question number one of the Westminster Shorter Catechism the primary motivation for all he does. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Now let's join Caroline and TJ. Well Caroline and TJ, welcome to Dental Sound Bites and thank you for joining us. I've given our listeners a brief introduction for each of you, but take a few minutes to share with our listeners where you attend dental school, what year you are, and how you ended up in dentistry. Caroline, ladies first.
1: Thank you, and thank you for having me on today. Mm-hmm. I am a DS4 at UT Houston, and I ended up in dentistry kind of an unconventional way. I graduated undergrad in 2012, uh-huh. Didn't decide I wanted to be a dentist until after then. So worked in the field for a few years as an assistant and front office worker and um, finally got in. I just love that you can have the flexibility with your schedule and care for your patients. And that's why I love
0: dentistry. Well, I have to believe that the opportunities you had working as a dental assistant and in the front office will be a great advantage as you eventually step into a dental career, knowing what it's like from from that perspective. How about you, TJ? How did you get going in dentistry?
2: Yeah, so I attend the University of Colorado School of Dental Medicine. I'm a third-year student there, almost 8 11 of the way down by semester, not that I'm counting. But my initial and probably most important exposure to dentistry was actually through my grandpa, who's a now-retired dentist in Lincoln, Nebraska. From a really young age, I was able to watch him utilize dentistry to serve others, provide for his family, and allow him extra time to serve the church and surrounding community. I quickly realized that that was the kind of occupation I would like to have as well. So the more I became aware of my love for science and medicine, working with my hands, personal interaction, the more the choice became pretty clear that uh, dentistry was the way to go.
0: Yeah, a lot of dentists, it seems, have had family members or other dentists that have influenced them towards the profession. And then you find out you get to work with your head and your hands, and it's a, a great combination. How has your dental school experience been so far? TJ, what do you think?
2: It's certainly been different than i expected for instance i expected to do a lot of learning and i love learning but i've been somewhat surprised at how much of it has so little to do with day-to-day practice of dentistry which i think is the case of just kind of education in general but on the more positive side i've just really thoroughly enjoyed learning and practicing such specific skills and techniques i don't think i had a sliver of understanding regarding the complexity of different dental techniques when i started but Learning from the time-tested textbooks and clinical instructors who have a wealth of knowledge from their decades-long experience is a true joy.
0: Yeah, I I think that it's it's hard to spend time learning things that you don't know if you'll ever use. But fortunately, more and more of what you learn as you go through in dental school, you see that it's really going to be information that you need to have. And hopefully, the more relevant it gets, the easier it is to, to learn. Caroline, how about for you? How has dental school been going so far?
1: Well, I have to say it's been unconventional uh, to say the least. Um, since we've had COVID and the winter storm, we've had a lot of interruptions. But like TJ mentioned, there's so much learning that we do. And I feel like when in the earlier years, it's like drinking through um, a water a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of years get to be a little bit more fun learning the techniques that we learn so much about. In lecture now getting to do with our own hands and our own own patients. So it's definitely been a journey, been very difficult, and I've been thankful to have CMDA to help me through with fellowship and meetings and such to uh, get
0: through. Understood. Now, you two have both realized, I'm sure, that dental school is a lot different from undergrad studies. In dental school, you're in class almost the entire day, Monday through Friday, and then you're expected to do homework most every evening. How was this change from undergrad to dental school? Caroline, how was it?
1: It was definitely an adjustment, even just from the few years that I graduated undergrad where we had laptops, but we didn't necessarily uh, use them in class and had physical textbooks. And when I got to dental school, everything is on your laptop. And Mm -hmm. that was a huge adjustment um, Mm -hmm. for me. And it is like a marathon where you're in lecture eight to five, and that was tough coming from working and being so active as an assistant and running around all the time. Mm -hmm. So that was an adjustment. And uh, yeah, you get a lot of sleepless nights, (laughs) but in (laughs) the end, it's worth it.
0: TJ, how about for you? How was the transition? Yeah,
2: for me, I think it was a welcome change for the most part. I worked part-time throughout my undergraduate studies. And so most of my weeks were just about as busy as many of my dental school weeks. So it was very much a transition from multiple spheres of responsibility to one sphere of responsibility, and I much prefer the latter. I'd say the other change I've most enjoyed is just having the opportunity to build a tighter knit community. Uh, the four years of dental school have the potential to be some of the hardest years of your life, I think. You know, you're inundated with a new world of responsibilities and confusion with little life experience or guidance to help kind of weather the storm. And all that to say that dental school is really a fertile ground for forming some close friendships and building community, which is one reason why joining a local CMBA is, in a local church is so valuable during this time.
0: You know, what I'm seeing and hearing from both of you is that dental school is not just something to try to survive, but it's a place where you can really thrive, where despite the great burden of learning a great deal of information, being in class a lot. There are also tremendous opportunities. And I just love the fact that your eyes are open, not just to how you're going to survive dental school, but how Lord the Lord can use you during that time. It's, it's great to see. Now, as you progress through dental school, you eventually begin spending less time in the classroom, more time in the clinic. Is that a, a, a welcome change or is it harder? How do you each perceive that change to doing more clinically and less in the classroom? TJ, what do you think?
2: Yeah, at this point, the vast majority of my time is spent in clinic, which I'm very thankful for. For me personally, I found the transition to be mostly easier. Specifically, I'd say less stressful, but maybe more frustrating at times. Less stressful because exams have a lot more unknown than a class due feeling, but frustrating because there are a lot more dynamics at play in decision-making between different faculty opinions scheduling difficulties regulatory hoops to jump through etc overall though i'd say the transition to clinic is very refreshing
0: yes good how about for you caroline
1: you know i was chuckling to myself because i I very much agree with tj about the complexities of clinic and sometimes no matter how much you plan things still just don't go your way um But it was definitely a welcome change. I love working with my hands instead of keeping my nose, you know, stuck in a, a textbook on my laptop, basically, and definitely get more sleep now, which is nice. Good. And yeah, it's just been a really great welcome change for me.
0: Yes, it. the The complexity can be challenging. I can remember my father, who was a dentist. He had his office in our home, and that was my first exposure to dentistry. And he seemed to so enjoy what he was doing. But when I started really paying closer attention, he had been doing it for a good 15 years or so, and he made it seem so easy. And so, initially, getting into the clinic and doing some of these procedures that he seemed to do prep, uh, figuratively with one hand tied behind his back, I thought, whoa, it's not that easy. But, you know, eventually those skills do come, and. Uh, Like both of you, I I very much rejoiced when there was less time in the classroom and more time uh, in, in the clinic. Now, you may or may not know that CMDA has been working during the past year to develop a new strategic plan. And one of the biggest aspects of this new strategic plan is on providing mentors for medical and dental students. And I'm curious: do, do either of you currently have, or perhaps in the past, a, a dentist in your life whom you would identify as somewhat of a mentor in your life? How about you, Caroline?
1: I definitely do. I'm I'm very blessed in that manner. The the thought that came to mind is that it doesn't only take a village to raise a child, but to also develop a dentist.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and i've been blessed with dr joe piazza who is a faculty member here at our school that took me under his wing since first year and it's just been really great learning from his years of experience and wisdom and i am so very thankful and i hope that everyone can have an opportunity like that
0: oh that's great to hear tj does anybody stand out in your mind in that regard
2: Currently, I wouldn't necessarily say I have a dental mentor, but I think that would be profoundly helpful. Um, But the world and challenges of dentistry are simply too vast to be well navigated on our own. And I think a dental mentor would also be helpful in preparing us for challenges we don't yet see coming. Uh, For example, specific challenges of work-life balance.
0: Well, hopefully there will be some dentists listening in on our Podcast that might be willing to become involved as, as mentors in the future. Now, uh, TJ and Carol- Caroline, I know from visiting each of you at your respective dental schools that you're both significantly involved in ministry efforts with your classmates. Tell our listeners a little bit how each of you have worked to reach out to your classmates during your dental school years. TJ.
2: Yeah, I think... We as the leadership team here at CU have tried to reach out in a couple of different ways. The most simple being, do you want a free meal? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're very privileged to be able to share a meal together in a home near campus, all provided by my pastor and his family. They've made it possible for us to kind of reach out to students with a hand of hospitality. And the second way of reaching out, I think, is simply sharing in the hardships and frustrations of fellow dental classmates. I think dental school can be a time when we become acutely aware of our own personal shortcomings and sins and lack of fulfillment found in career and the need for something more than having nice things and becoming a doctor. And so when we walk with our fellow dental classmates and share in those same realizations, we're able to kind of offer our own personal foundational hope, life in Jesus Christ who can overcome those shortcomings and sins and graciously strip us of kind of all those idols that come to light during this time. So yeah, I think a really effective apologetic in this time is just simply that you need Jesus in the same way that I need Jesus.
0: Yes, that's a, that's well put. And, and I appreciate the centrality of Christ in that. And also the importance of food. You mentioned that sharing a meal can be a great opportunity to get into some of those issues. And my first trip mm-hmm. to the University of Colorado School of Dentistry, I did a lunch and learn, and we provided pizza. And there must have been like 40 students there. And, of course, I thought they were all j- there just to hear me, but they probably came more for the pizza. But regardless, it's, it's a, food is a great way to get people together. And we see lots of opportunities and lots of examples in the scriptures how, how important meals are, such as the Last Supper and, and, and lots of other examples. So whatever the occasion, that occasion can be a springboard for communicating the truths of the, of the Christian faith. Caroline, how about for you? How have you been involved with your classmates?
1: I last year served as our chapter president, which was really great. And this year I passed on the baton to some third years. Mm -hmm. And through the times at Houston, traditionally we had those lunch and learns, which we were able to always get large amounts of people ready for those Chick-fil-A sandwiches and pizza. (laughs) But since COVID, things had to switch gears a little bit, which was unfortunate. And I think a lot of schools kind of went through that struggle of how to connect spiritually with our classmates and be there for each other and since then we do we had done bible studies throughout that time and all that had to be put on hold we're thankfully allowed to do that now and so we have weekly bible studies mm-hmm. which has been so incredible and you'd be amazed at how much people were starving for that interaction and for instance our first one back i had you know planned out everything had this prompt and we never really got past the introduction and telling a little bit about each other in our spiritual journey everyone was just so ready to pour out their heart and listen to each other and be there for each other and it's been great and then also we do socials um off-site So we get to break bread um, with everyone that wants to come. There's a restaurant kind of nearby the school that we go to. And it's been great for people that may just be a little curious about what Christianity may be, what CMDA may be, Mm -hmm. and not being so pressured. And we've been able to. Definitely touch base with those people and get them encouraged. And since then, our Bible studies have definitely grown in attendance, which has been absolutely great.
0: Tremendous. And I'll mention to each of you something that you probably already thought of, and that is that the rigors, the anxiety that dental school can bring about can be used by the Lord to accomplish great things. When I headed into dental school, I would say that I didn't really have a personal relationship with the Lord. And it was the challenges, the the tension involved of trying to get through school that opened my eyes to my need for a savior. And alongside of that, there was a group, uh, a Christian fellowship group meeting on Sunday nights in the cafeteria. There's food again. And that group showed me that there was far more to a relationship with Christ than I had experienced up to that point. And that's, that's when my relationship with Christ really became personal. So even as you two are challenged with some of the uh, difficulties of dental school Recognize that there are people to your left and right that are going through those same challenges without a savior, and that that God can use those hard times to uh, to draw people to Himself and to see faith grow. So it's a it's a great opportunity that that it's clear you two are each already tapping into. Now, as you're in school, uh, a big part of your thought has to be, how can I get out of school? How am I going to pass the next uh, clinical exam or whatever it might be? But I would assume that each of you have done at least a little bit of thinking as to what you'd like to see the future bring in dentistry. So and there are a lot of different goals, a lot of different opportunities and avenues that that graduates can take. But I'm curious, where would each of you ideally see yourselves professionally, say, in in 10 years? What would be the ideal practice situation? Caroline, what do you think?
1: Well, for me, I'm from a rural part of Louisiana, but my husband and I moved to Texas when we got married and we definitely want to stay here. So where I envision my dream would be in a rural part of North Texas, somewhere outside of Fort Worth, where um, I have a general practice office and maybe a partner, maybe associate, maybe just myself. And being able to provide care for my patients that not only just takes care of their oral health, but I also pray that I can be a form of spiritual guidance or encouragement. Mm-hmm. And that would be my biggest
2: goal.
0: TJ, how about for you? Have you thought about where you might want to be and what you might want to be doing in 10 years or so?
2: Yeah, well you know, as always, if the Lord wills, I'll do this or that. But yes, yes. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: as far as location, I, I'm really unsure. But as far as the kind of style of practice, I think I've long kind of dreamed of owning a private practice and being able to provide reliable and trustworthy dental care and be a dental home for a community. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but provide, you know, a really enjoyable place of work for for the employees that are there and that hopefully get to be part of a, a good thing and a good opportunity to serve a local community. And on top of that, hopefully being consistently involved in serving the underserved both locally and globally by getting to participate in regular and consistent dental missions to aid mm-hmm. foreign ministries and providing physical and spiritual healing. Because I think it's, it's, we just have a really special opportunity to kind of meet both of those needs.
0: Oh, that's so true. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned you like to be the owner of a, of a practice and um, the Faith Prescriptions episode entitled Not for Dentists Only, which was led by a dentist in Texas. He makes the point that when you own a practice, you control a lot of those parameters that can facilitate spiritual outreach with your patients. Uh, you can have a morning huddle. You can start the day with prayer, lots of different avenues that are well described by Dr. Kevin A. Duddle who leads this session. And yet for others, there's advantage to perhaps being an associate and that can free up time for other non-dental pursuits. I remember in my practice uh, about maybe 15 or so years ago, I interviewed an associate for a position. As a part of the interview, at one point she says, Dr. Griffin, if I take this job as an associate, what I have to eventually buy into the practice. And I was set back by the question, I thought, well, who wouldn't want to be a practice owner? And then it hit me, and it took a while, I was a slow learner I guess, that she had other goals outside of dentistry that she thought might take precedence over her career goals. I realized that I, I shouldn't be dictating her ultimate goals, that should be the Lord. So she worked for me for me with me for about 10 years as an associate. She is now a full-time mother, I think, of four children, and God has guided her each step of the way. So lots of different possibilities, ways God can use you in dentistry. It's exciting to find out eventually what he has in store for you. TJ, I also want to mention something that you hit on, which is the opportunity for missions. It is such a wonderful opportunity, whether it's domestically or in other countries, to be able to treat patients. Often that patient treatment means getting them out of pain and that when you can relieve their physical pain, they're so often willing to consider their spiritual needs as well. And that's an opportunity I had no idea about when I entered dentistry. But it gives you a a great chance to communicate the love of Christ through your dentistry, through your words, and also to see what the rest of the world is like. And to see that while there are great differences in culture, there are certain transcendent universal truths that uh, resonate with the gospel. So uh, a pursuit of some level of domestic or international care for the needy can be a great opportunity as well. So is there anything I forgot to ask about? Anything else either of you would like to mention to our dental colleagues at CMDA? Caroline, I'll let you go first.
1: For me, what I would like to mention, maybe for more of our dental student listeners, is that don't pass up the opportunity to be involved with a CMDA chapter or even just a small group of believers at your school. Dental school can be so taxing Mm -hmm. and so difficult, but also so great at the same time and having other believers there to be with you for encouragement. Honestly, I've grown so much as a Christian just over these four years because I took that opportunity, that chance to be involved, and I just greatly encourage everyone to do so.
0: Wonderful advice. Thank you. TJ, anything else come to your mind?
2: I would want to say something to the the dentists out there who are listening. I would just ask for their prayer, their continual prayer for... Um, the cmda at dental schools kind of like your own experience dr griffin i I really do believe that these dental school years can be formative for how we approach our faith and careers for the rest of our lives and i'd ask that uh, those out there would pray that god would use both the CMDA and local churches to change the trajectory of dental students lives for the better
0: beautiful prayer well Caroline and TJ, I very much look forward to catching up personally with each of you this year. TJ, during an upcoming visit to Colorado, and Caroline, I hope I can catch you during my trip to the American Dental Association's annual meeting, which happens to be in Houston this October. So thanks very much for spending some time with me today, and on behalf of CMBA, thank you even more for your efforts to share the the love of Christ with your patients and classmates. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Dr. Griffin. It's been a joy.
0: Thank you. Caroline and TJ are clearly gifted with leadership abilities. And they are two of many CMDA student members who desire to see dentistry as their platform for showing the love of Christ to others. You just heard each of them talk about the importance of mentors who can contribute to a student's spiritual development, sort of like Paul did for Timothy. At CMDA, we have a number of medical and dental students who would love to connect with a graduate CMDA member. These relationships can go a long way towards developing a firm foundation of faith in the next generation of healthcare professionals if you would be willing to share what the lord has taught you through a mentoring relationship with a student email me at cda@cmda.org and you might just find that you learn as much from them as they learn from you that email address again is cda@cmda.org finally if you have any suggestions regarding possible future guests on dental soundbites please feel free to send them my way. And thanks for listening. It's a privilege to serve the Lord with you through CMDA. God bless. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members, and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.